While scrolling Facebook and seeing the daily posts of the many missing posters of Indigenous people in the United States, one in particular stopped me in my tracks. This post started with a call to action requesting attendance at a protest in Olympia, Washington for a girl named Aaliyah Gatan Wells. This call to action was in regards to a protest form to bring attention to the injustice that Aaliyah faced in her death. The post goes on to read, Aaliyah Gatan Wells, Nisqually Walt tribe, 10 years old. 10 years old. My eyes well up with tears when I hear those words come out of my mouth. I have a little boy who is soon to be 10 years old and is one of the sweetest, most innocent things in the world. He wishes everyone well and he always sees the good. I can only imagine that Aaliyah was just the same. Before we started doing this podcast, I always thought of MMIW cases as cases of violence against grown women and never really considered that this epidemic could include children. But the sad reality is, it does. According to Aaliyah's family, her life was taken by a driver under the influence. However, the media portrayed this tragic incident as the result of a driver suffering from a medical event. I could only find one article written regarding this tragedy, and the article reads, A 10-year-old girl was dead, and a 12-year-old girl was airlifted with critical injuries after a woman suffered a medical event, drove off of the U.S. Highway 101, and struck them on the Olympic Peninsula. A 67-year-old woman of the Lake Stevens area was driving north in a 2003 Toyota RAV4 when she suffered from a medical emergency, lost consciousness, and drifted off the right shoulder and partly into an irrigation ditch. The girls were standing in a grassy area of a pull-off off of the northbound shoulder. The vehicle came out of the ditch, struck the girls, and continued north of the pullout until it finally came to rest in the ditch. We know from statements written by family members of Aaliyah that she and her friend were actually just playing in the grass feet from their childhood home when they were struck by the vehicle on July 19, 2021. Aaliyah died at the scene of the accident, while the other child with her was critically injured and flown by helicopter to the nearest hospital. At the time of the incident, the female driver of the vehicle was taken to the hospital for a medical evaluation, where it was identified that she had a low QT show up on an EKG that was performed, which could have resulted in a fainting episode. This is the information that the media shared to basically paint this accident as just that, a tragic accident with no fault. However, according to the family, they later learned that the female driver of this vehicle was under the influence of three different narcotics at the time of Leah's death. It was reported that not only did the toxicology report come back as positive for benzodiazepines, gabapentin, and oxycodone, but that the driver admitted to taking these medications to officers on the scene that day in July. After knowing all of that, let me now read you the last line of the one article written about this tragedy. The article states, Drugs or alcohol were not a factor in the crash, according to State Patrol, which has listed the cause of the crash as a medical emergency. I do understand that someone can be on these medications and taking them legally. However, all three of these medications give bottle warning labels that state, Do not operate heavy machinery. Aaliyah's mother, Sandy, is adamant that her daughter suffered a great injustice, as the county prosecutor is leaning towards not pressing charges against the driver due to the fact that it could have been a medical emergency, despite the narcotics in her system. Aaliyah's mother, Sandy, has been tirelessly protesting with her family and the offices of their governor and even senator, trying to be heard, trying not only to be a voice for her daughter, but also to be a voice for others. She is fighting to be heard regarding her daughter's case, but also asking the legislators to look at the laws around vehicular homicide in the state of Washington. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of times when we think of MMIW cases, we think of violence against grown women 
or domestic violence cases. But what many fail to realize is that the violence and injustice of indigenous people, unfortunately, can also be at the hands of the government or municipal officials. Aaliyah was a beautiful 10-year-old girl who was described by her mother as being so full of life and wise beyond her years. She was described as a kid who loved basketball, skateboarding, drawing, and her culture. She was a straight-A student and loved her family. She was remembered as having lit up the room when she walked in. But Aaliyah Gadon Wells is now a statistic that represents the gross injustice that is MMIW. If you were in the area and able, please help Aaliyah's family bring justice to her name by meeting at Olympia, Washington State Capitol on the front steps at 7 a.m. for a peaceful protest. When the media and systems are in our favor, we have to stand together and say their names. Aaliyah Gadon Wells, you are not forgotten. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.